0: I'm <laughs>
1: That sounded pretty good to me. Man, that was was
2: good. (laughs) I love the way your wrists went with that. Like, you put a little razzle-dazzle on that, bitch.
1: Gotta work on my wrist mobility for all my my, climbing. Bro, bro, do you tut? (laughs) (laughs) You could say in middle school, I like to pretend I could dance.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, in middle school, dancing was all in the face and hands. Like, as long as you look
1: confident. Dude, do you remember the jerking? in the dougie oh, you're a jerk i know you're a jerk oh my hey, gosh dude. I, listen I listen to like the like new stuff. boys way too much so
3: i listened to dr dre and uh snoop dogg in high school and or in middle school excuse me and we would do like the crip walk and stuff like that so yeah
2: remember uh remember, remember shoulder lane oh shoulder yeah, yeah. Shoulder lean. yeah. <laughs> And welcome to Brawls of Murder, where we do true crime
1: cases. Yeah, fuck
3: it, you got it. I remembered it this time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but to be fair, I totally forgot you were supposed to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not the only host here. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, we do true true crime cases
2: of color, we do weird cases and oddities, and we play you music from artists you never heard
3: of. I got them beats for you, bitch. Maybe you have heard of them, I don't know. We're just assuming. Um, I mean, he's I'm just assuming. I'm just he's just assuming all kinds of shit. Yeah, You've got bad questions.
1: taste, apparently.
3: Asking all the questions. Assuming. And this uh, <laughs> this uh, episode is not sponsored by Harmless Coconut Water, uh, but I drink it. You should drink some. It's
2: good. You get it, you're a vegan.
3: Anyway, <laughs> this episode, I'm a vegan and I want to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Meat you. is murder. Me is murder, everyone. I'm just kidding. Eat whatever the fuck you want, including my ass. It's clean.
1: Battle. <laughs> <laughs> this went like zero to 100 so yeah. quick. Oh, uh, honey. In the best way. In the best way.
2: And uh, this episode is all about betrayal. You said what? Betrayals. You betrayals? Say that right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Battle, do you want to go first? I can go first, yeah. So, okay, I'll go first. Being serious now. No, I'm not moving. So, I can't. He's... I'm not moving? Oh, okay. Oh my god. <coughs> can you hear me?
1: Yes, we can hear you. You
3: could hear you. As long as you could hear me, I could turn my video off. That's what you want. But whatever you want. No, no, I, love, I love the face. Okay, everyone, I'm sorry about all the interruptions. Give us face, uh, Queen, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, I am going to talk about a dynamic duo. Actually, they weren't a good duo. They actually did a pretty terrible thing to a innocent person. What's I'm going the opposite
2: to- of dynamic?
3: Dynamic? Uh, static?
2: So, a real static duo?
3: Yeah. So, like, dynamic typically... If we're talking about physics, sorry, I'm a fucking nerd. Dynamic <laughs> is something that is, like, moving... Where static is like stationary. So there is actual, like, um, some mechanical engineering classes. There's statics and there's dynamics where it talks about different forces and things. It's pretty cool. Uh, super difficult, though. I fucking, ugh. no. <laughs> so, but I'm going to be talking about Diane Zamora, who was a former United States Navy Academ- Academy midshipman, and oh. David Graham. Diane's fiance, who was also in the Air Force Academy. So, yeah, we're talking about some military peoples, you know? But whatever, not everyone in the military is crazy, but a lot of crazy shit happens on bases.
0: <laughs> Andre's base, <facing laughs> <just like laughs> Yikes, call me out. <laughs> He's just
3: like, it was like that, that judge show, that divorce court, there's no uh, one. <laughs> the, the couple's court? The couple's court, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your face looked like. <laughs> so... so Diane: she was born January 21st, 1978. She was a track star that loved running. Also, it's important to note that Diane was, supposedly a very respectful person, but turns out she was a little bit more of a jealous person, too. David, on the other hand, was considered to be the perfect guy. Brilliant, a student that was just very studious, popular was white i'm just kidding I'm <laughs> not, i mean he, <laughs> he he was white but like that's not well, that's why it's at.
2: Are, are you
1: reading <laughs> off the back of a kendall's package or yeah. something
3: no that's what people considered him to be like very nice not only was he popular to you though he was very smart and very respectful to people it was said that he often said yes sir and no sir used like the correct term to talk to people and you know that's cool so the I mean, I, I'm kind of like that. Like, you know, I don't know.
2: You're so but cool about it.
3: I am fucking cool, <laughs> except, <laughs> yeah, when I'm not. So Diane and David, they met at a civil air patrol meeting in Crowley, Texas, and they were about fourteen years, 14 years old when they met. Diane had big goals of wanting to be an astronaut, and David wanted to be a pilot. And after some time apart and living their own lives, some years later, they came back and started dating each other. And shortly after dating, about a month after dating, they end up getting engaged. And their families are just cool with that. You know, they're in high school.
2: That's the military for you, honestly.
3: Well, they were still in high school when they got engaged. They had gotten accepted into the academies, but they hadn't left for the academies yet. And they... uh, They got engaged. Do you? Get it? Get fucking married in high school. Whatever. So... (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) So I guess you can say things are pretty serious for them. There was one catch, though. Adrienne Jones. Adrienne is important because this is a really weird love triangle thing. A fellow track star like Diane... Adrienne was a girl who was smart. She was popular. She had a lot of school spirit, you know. And like Diane, she also had her eyes on David. Or so, David made... Diane think. So Adrienne and David were on... Adrienne and David were on the same cross-country team. And eventually, they apparently started hooking up. Or so, that's what Diane thinks. And apparently... David made up a whole thing about what had been going on between the two between Diane or between David and Adrienne. And I'm confused by the whole thing because I don't know exactly when it was taking place, but he made up this whole elaborate hoax or like lie to get under Diane's skin and pretty much made Diane hate Adrienne. So so many ends. But I know that it happened between August. (laughs) It happened between August and December of 1995 because that's when the tragedy happened. Although they got engaged quickly, friends and family said that they had a pretty toxic relationship and were pretty bad for each other. And from the things that I've read, it sounds like they were both pretty jealous people and they just liked argument. And I don't know, they liked that stuff. Do you, like I said, high school, get married. But needless to say, they were both just shitty people because of what happens next. So because David was weird and wanted to make it seem like he was having an affair, Diane was like, you need to kill this bitch today. Oh. She was mad. She was like, you need to kill her to prove your love to me. So initially they wanted to just kill her and then dump her in the into this lake and with weights on her legs. But what happened on December third, nineteen ninety-five, was David actually called Adrienne and was like, Hey, let's meet up All the while while all the while Diane is hiding in the back of his car in the trunk, like listening to everything they were talking about, because they end up meeting up. And he drove like this hatchback so, so it was easy for her to just hide in the back and listen. She agrees, and during the drive they drive to a place called Joe Pool Lake in Dallas, Texas, and he eventually stops at. When they get there, once once he stops, Diane gets out of the back of the car and starts to question Adrienne, and was pretty much like, "Hey, did you have sex with David?" And Diane says, "Adrian said that she did." So they made it seem like, yeah, Adrian. Adrian said, "Adrienne." I called her Adrian. Adrian said that she did they made it seem like she said she said it herself she also said that adrienne said that she didn't really like it and she felt guilty because she had sex with them because they were together that's when a that's when diane got enraged and they began fighting diane hit adrienne in the head with the weights but adrienne wasn't going to stop without a fight she was able to eventually get out of the car because this all was happening in the car it was super close proximity and she tries to run out of the car. So David gets out as she's running and he pulls out a 9mm gun and shoots her twice. She immediately falls to the ground and dies. When David gets back to the car, he tells her, and I quote, I love you, baby. Do you believe me now? And does the thing with the eyes. <laughs> the thing I'm about she did, it's like the fucking. Fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Kind of lifetime bullshit. He thought about
1: that line, oh, right? He had that ready. This is such a high school relationship. Oh my god, it is also. They they hit him, they hit him in the head with the weights, but they had a gun.
3: Yeah, well, I don't think they, I don't know what was going on with their mind. That's this is the story that they told. Ah, uh, so okay, fair enough. It's really weird, like it's really weird, but it's even very dramatic. It's a set, it's kind of messed up, but they end up leaving, cleaning up. And Diane, it's crazy because she had a calendar and she put in her calendar, Adrienne, 1.38 a.m., or like the time that she died. So according to the Texas Monthly, that morning, bitch. a farmer was driving down an... Right? Why would you do that? It She's even more stupid. Just wait. So a farmer was driving down a country road where he saw a body or something. A body behind a barbed wire fence he thought at first from the looks of it he thought it was just a dead animal in the road but as he got closer to the body he realized what it was he said the face the girl's face was very unrecognizable and that one bullet hole was in her left cheek the other was in her forehead the other damage that was on her face was on her left side where she had been hit so hard that part of her skull was caved in like a pumpkin or something like a squash within a few hours they were actually they actually labeled her as a jane doe but eventually they figured out who she was and guess what it wasn't until nine months later that they were actually finally caught they actually were able to go to the academy start whatever the fuck they were starting and live a normal life and guess why they got caught so fucking was stupid. It
2: the, was it the calendar?
3: It wasn't the calendar. But it was her. <laughs> Diane decided to tell her roommates.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Diane,
3: she told her roommates <laughs> at the Naval Academy. And they are probably like, okay, bitch. Uh, that's cool, dude. And called the cops. And they were... They were arrested in September of 1996. As soon as like, she told in 1990
2: Girl, guess what I guess what I did? I, <laughs> my boyfriend was cheating on me, and I killed that bitch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I made him watch.
2: And everyone's just like, "All right, bitch!" I <laughs> <laughs> hear what
3: the fuck she said. But so in 1998, that's when the trial begins. So at the trial, Diane was like trying to say, I was there, but I didn't do anything. It was David. Make David confess to it. I'm not going to do it. But yeah, pretty much no one wanted to confess. However, eventually they took like plea deals and all this stuff and they ended up getting, found guilty of capital murder and they were both given life sentences where they will not be eligible for parole until 2036 and that's my story of betrayal they told on each other like fucking like well diane told diane and david could have been like fucking gucci and they're like bitch guess what no, i did last summer but Jeez. yeah if you <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: or last oh was Christmas-
2: that one motherfucker in that barracks you got some fucked up stories i remember like uh, and basically, I went, dude. I know, I'm not gonna name his name, I'll just call him Hickey. But he was telling us this story. He's from Alabama. He told telling a story how he like duct taped the cat to a tree. Like, when his with a fork. And we we're all what like, the fuck yeah, we we're all like, what the fuck? And then we told our oh, Joe Sargent, he got kicked out. Because <laughs> we good. were like, yeah, because we were like, we don't trust him with a fucking gun. <laughs> and We're going to a range tomorrow. And he's talking about killing cats. And they were like, no, that's sus. We're getting him out of here. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Animal abuse is a sign. Watch out for it. Don't get that bitch a gun.
2: And on that dark note, we're going to take a small... Break a break a break.
3: Patricia Britt.
2: And we're back. So now, my case is uh, as... No, it's not as... It's it's really weird. It's really out there. And it's about the betrayal of a mother and her child's trust, because most children expect their mothers to you know take care and nurture them and not try to cover up their death with a fake life-sized doll and tote it around
3: what yeah Ooh, that sounds yep, so my, freaking crazy
2: yeah so my case is about Tatiana christian and how she dumped the body of her child into a lake to cover up her death and assault so i just call her <laughs> christian the Christian was a 21 year old Texas mother I messed up her first name a lot I'm sorry but she's a murderer screw her so the Christian is a 21 year old mother who was sentenced to 20 years in prison this well not this December last December after a jury found her guilty of dumping her two year old daughter's corpse in a lake and like something out of a fucked up horror movie she actually created and carried around a life-size doll that oh resembled her dead toddler yeah. So here's a story. Authorities said that Christian traveled with her. Well, she traveled to her local college station, like train station, to visit her boyfriend, Kenny. Christian and her daughter, Heziani. One second. My cat's like scratching up some shit. I hear it.
3: Hexy. Stop it, Hexy.
2: All right, sorry. She was messing up one of the carpets in there. It's I just cool. hear her. I just heard her like plucking it, and I was like, I just—it was bothering me. <laughs> so I'll start could, back I didn't from, hear it. I it's I heard it. <laughs> I couldn't concentrate on the story. All I kept hearing. Was like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, here's the story. So now, authorities said that Christian traveled with her daughter Haziani from their college station to Houston to visit her boyfriend Kenny. Christian, Haziani, and Kenny stayed together in a Houston downtowner inn. So now when Christian returned to College Station, friends saw glimpses of what they thought to be Christian's child. They And also, she was also caught on a Walmart surveillance camera with the quote-unquote child, walking around doing like normal stuff. So then comes October 28th, when authorities said that Christian called 911, claiming that her daughter went missing at the park. A massive search went out, and rescue operation like started for this child. The search for Haziani turned into a criminal investigation once officers from Kylo Station Police discovered a life-sized doll wearing clothes identical to what was described on Hazyani before, like she went down there to go visit her boyfriend. But they, def- they found the doll in a trash can across from. Where Christian was staying According to news outlets Officers later learned That Christian created And carried around the doll uh, After she returned to Houston Pretending it to be You know Her daughter's body After some uh, You know Some hazing and interrogation Christian later confessed That her daughter Had actually died In a hotel room In Houston After suffering Physical and sexual abuse From Kenny And Christian herself No Yeah. Her and her, her and her boyfriend did some shit to her daughter, causing the daughter's death, and they chucked the body and went around with it. So now, I'm gonna get into the details of her death, because like, I had to dig for it, and trigger warning, it's pretty disgusting. So now, Christian, her mother, admitted that they beat Hesiani with a belt because she was oh crying no. too much. Yeah. She said the toddler was going in and out of consciousness at, at one point during the beating, so they put her in a bathtub, with cold water to try to revive her. As Christian was removing the child's clothes in the tub,
3: she said that she knows... Wait, signs wait,
1: of
2: wait, wait,
3: wait, 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 wait. They put her in a tub of cold water yeah, to revive to help, her? Like yeah, the to, shock?
2: I, I don't know what they were thinking was going to do. They wanted her to wake up, so they thought putting her in cold water would help wake her up.
3: Poor girl. Don't,
2: if someone's in shock, don't dump them in cold water. Elevate the feet the blood versus back to the head. Yeah, don't... <laughs> I'll do this was bringing someone's a shock. So, she told the police that the child was cold to the touch. Obviously, so she and Kenny tried to use a hair dryer to warm her up, and ending up burning her skin. Yeah. So these people are also fucking stupid. Christian kept Hayani's body in the backseat of her car in a plastic trash bag for three days, and on October 23rd, she says that Kenny tied a heavy rock to the bag and threw it in a lake. She pled not guilty to charges of tampering with the human corpse, and her trial began on December 8th, and she was found guilty after only 20 minutes of jury deliberations. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you ain't, there's nothing to really talk about with this one. Wow. She was also fined $10,000 and will be eligible for parole after spending 15%, uh, at least 15% of her 20-year sentence in prison. In, in november kenny pled guilty and was handed the maximum sentence of 20 years in prison in relation to the child death. how many years i did don't she know get 20 years 20 years but she's eligible for parole after serving 15 percent which i don't know how much that is three years three what
1: 15 percent only three years what the
2: fuck for killing and abusing a child
1: yeah, that I, honestly, that feels like a light sentence for both of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For first of all, sexual like abuse seasons. and murder
1: of a child, twenty years.
2: Yeah, that, that's really light. But serving three years and being able to get out is, assuming that parole, assuming that she can be eligible for parole. Yeah. Yeah. But still, oh. that oh my doesn't God. seem like enough. No. And then going on, on about carrying around a, like a, a fake doll to pretend. Well, like that's daughter. what
1: gets me. I, I think it had to be like so some sort of like psychological coping or something, because you're clearly not trying to like hide your actions. I don't or know
2: because like she was toting it around town and going to Walmart trying to make it seem like
1: my daughter's fine. Everything's. Oh, fine. Oh, that's so strange. Like I've definitely seen people like around the city like we, just strange people that like hold dolls like that.
2: Yeah, and Uh, I know like I I was just assume
1: like they're a little crazy,
2: and I know like I know like like with dementia patients, you know they give like dolls to them to help them like you know, but uh, I don't know, I don't, I just think that she was trying to cover up her daughter being missing. Jeez,
3: bro, I don't know. That's fucking wild. That was a good case though. I really like that one. I mean, I don't like it, but that was a good case. I was interested. I was intrigued.
2: My cat just the top of the door and
3: I know. I think it's <laughs> funny when you post pictures of her. just like doing that on the other side of the door. <laughs> You're so mad, bro! <laughs> like, <laughs> Andre is not happy right now. His face is just like this. Bitch did not just climb over the door.
2: She knows I'm recording. She knows. But anyway, it's time for Roberts. Word of the week.
1: Weird. Weird. Can we okay. se-
3: how can we segue in for you, Robert? What can we do to help you?
1: Honestly, you guys have set it up perfectly. We've had okay, good. the betrayal between lovers. We've had the betrayal between family members. And now we're going to have the betrayal of the country. Of the country. So I am covering I'm excited. the infamous Tuskegee, Tuskegee experiments. Tuskegee experiments.
2: No, I wasn't aware of this until,
1: like, you told me. and I
3: had to, Oh, dude, and I was I like, so, so excited when he said he was going to do it.
1: My first exposure to the Tuskegee experiment was when I was taking my first college courses and we had to do an ethics section in my uh, psychology class. And they're like, you know, human testing and ethics and blah, 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 blah. Go read about the Tuskegee experiments. And I, f- I remember finished reading it and being like, this is the kind of thing that, like, I would read on, like a facebook forum and think like okay conspiracy theorists calm down that never actually would happen but this is 100 percent fact this is all public information you can go on the cdc website and learn more about it we'll have links for you to do that but to set the scene the tuskegee experiment took place in tuskegee alabama at the tuskegee institute the year is 1932 so the kind of main player that we need to keep track of here is the US Public Health Service, PHS. It was, you know, public health uh, research uh, organization and they were involved with the Tuskegee Institute. So, they wanted to continue to study uh, venereal diseases and they wanted to study syphilis specifically because uh, that was a very common venereal disease at the time. I th- they said 30 percent of uh, sexually active aged people uh, had syphilis at the time. and this was before penicillin was a common medicine for syphilis. At the time they were still using like mercury and bismuth, which you know is really toxic and you know can harm you as well. So they didn't have a good uh, any medical training to go with syphilis. So they decided that they were going to take 600 black men in the Tuskegee area and they were going to inoculate them with syphilis. So of the 600 of them, 399 were inoculated with syphilis, 201 of them were not. They were the control group. So these 600 people were, in exchange for being inoculated with syphilis, given free medical exams, free meals. And burial insurance. Oh, how nice. The horrible, horrible, horrible fact about this case is they were not given what's called informed consent. They had no idea what the study was about, they didn't know they were going to be inoculated with syphilis. Researchers told the men that they were being treated for quote unquote bad blood which was a term that was used in the local area to describe di- a bunch of different ailments, like things like syphilis, anemia, or even fatigue, people you described bad as blood, bad blood. Kid. So these doctors from the U.S. Public Health Service, an arm of the government, grabbed 600 men and said, Hey, you know, we will give you free medical exams, free meals, and burial insurance if you're a part of our study about bad blood. And they inoculated them with syphilis. So. Before we continue, I just want to read you off the symptoms of syphilis. It's broken down into four stages, primary, secondary, latent, tertiary. It starts off with painful sores that are incredibly infectious. Uh, In the secondary, you get headaches, swollen lymph nodes, fatigue, fever, weight loss, hair loss, aching joints. In the latent syphilis stage, you appear, you lose all the symptoms. It almost seems like you don't have it anymore. And then finally, the tertiary stage, which is when you get blindness, deafness, mental illness, memory loss, destruction of soft tissue and bone, neurological disorders like strokes and meningitis, heart disease, and neurosyphilis, which is an infection of the brain and spinal cord. This is a disease that is kind of notorious for making people go crazy. So, Did
2: Benjamin Franklin have syphilis?
1: Who? Ah, uh, I think so. He was notorious for like being very sexually active, so it wouldn't surprise me. Who? Ben- Benjamin Franklin. Oh. Um, so these 600 men that were taken from the local area were primarily sharecroppers, and many of them had never even been to a doctor uh, before in their life. So they were taking poor, uneducated people and kind of giving vague terminology and giving them a really raw, raw deal. Um, and in order to track the disease's full progression, researchers uh, provided no effective care to the men. They went as far as to bri- giving them provide them with placebos like aspirin for all these symptoms they started having. And effectively, then, men began to die, they went blind, they went insane, uh, and experienced severe health problems due to their untreated syphilis that their government gave them. So that started in the 30s. If we fast forward a little bit to the 1947, that is around the time that penicillin becomes widely successful treatment for syphilis. That's when like doctors all across the nation are like, yes, syphilis, it's the go-to drug. It cures or sorry, uh penicillin. I was <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> it's the go-to like, drug, it uh, cures
2: syphilis. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 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 I gotta flip. I gotta flip. <laughs> So, in 1947, penicillin becomes the widely successful treatment for syphilis. Penicillin is awesome, and it works. The PHS researchers convinced local physicians in McCown uh, County, which is where Tuskegee is, to not treat the participants, and instead send them to the research institute, where they would not give them penicillin, because they were trying to track the entire lifespan of syphilis. So they actively stopped these people from getting an effective treatment for the disease, which is paramount to murder. And so in the mid-1960s, a guy who worked in PHS, a venereal disease investigator in San Francisco named Peter Buxton, found out about the Tuskegee study. And he saw it and he's like, whoa, 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 this is incredibly unethical. You're killing these people. And they have no idea what's going on. So he kind of tries to take it up the chain at PHS and they just tell him uh, no. So I just get fucked, buddy. Uh, So Buxton ends up leaking the story to a reporter friend of him, of his, who passed it to a fellow reporter, Gene Heller of the Associated Press. Heller broke the story in July of 1972, which luckily finally prompted public outrage and forced the study to be finally shut down. But that doesn't get rid of these men's syphilis that they've been living with for 40 years. The study started in 1932, and it wasn't until 1972 that you know the general public knew about it. So by the time that became public, 28, per- or 28 participants had died from syphilis. A hundred more of them had passed away from related complications. At least 40 spouses of the participants had been diagnosed with it because, you know, these 600 people continue to live their lives and become, you know, sexually active with their partners. And 19 children were past syphilis at birth from the original 600 participants. So in the summer of 1973, a class action lawsuit was filed on behalf of the study participants and their families, and it got them 10 million dollar out of court settlement. As a part of the settlement, the US government promised to give lifetime medical benefits and burial services to all participants, and then later that was also extended to immediate family of participants, so spouses and descendants because, you know, you also inoculated them with syphilis by you know, giving their—that's
3: uh, scary. Yeah,
1: it's I horrible. Feel like, I feel like
3: this. That's that's a big reason why, and the in like the black community, we have a problem with like trusting the government with like things like the COVID vaccine, uh, yeah. or, just, or of, just
2: the medical community in general. Because I look at the doctor who was taking out black women's uteruses as a study left like a whole whole generation who couldn't bear children
3: or Or Puerto Rico trying to have babies like black women they always say oh they have a high pain tolerance they can't feel it and blah 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 they died during childbirth wait what like
2: or look uh, at Puerto Rico where they like tried to test out birth control there and also left a whole generation of women who couldn't bear children afterwards the government does some fucked up shit
1: (laughs) yes Well, and so the PHS has also done similar studies in Guatemala with different venereal diseases. But to kind of like wrap this all up, Clinton, president at the time, did give a statement and he said the United States did something that was wrong, deeply, profoundly, morally wrong. It is not only in remembering that shameful past that we can make amends and repair our nation, but it is in remembering that past that we can build a better present and better future, which I don't think is enough. Honestly, yeah. the $10 nice million, dollars, not whoever. enough. You yeah. killed these people. You, like, you did irreparable damage to, like, community trust for, like, medical authority. Yeah. Everything and else. PHS isn't really active anymore. The CDC took over the, the fund and care of the 600 participants and their families. And I believe... Their, so all of the original 600 participants have passed away, as well of all, all of their, there was a wife of one of the participants that died in 1995, but there are still 11 offspring that are currently receiving medical and health benefits. So, keep in mind that this is old, sure, 1930s is old, but there are people alive today who are still oh, dealing with the immediate ramifications of it.
3: Yeah, that's just fucking wild, dude. Like, it does not make sense,
2: and this is why I understand like the evolution of HoTeps to a degree, because <laughs> like I, especially when they base like their mistrust with the government on incidents like these, where we see the government just doesn't really give a shit about people of color and use them as guinea pigs. So I was like, and I can understand how this feeds into like conspiracies and stuff like that, because like always right. based on a grain of the truth, it's just like wild
1: to hear well, about it. <laughs> If you guys want to get more information, there's a ton out there. There's some really cool documentaries on the Tuskegee Experiment, and uh, more people need to know about it. Cause I yeah. should not have I should have learned about that way before I was taking college courses.
2: But it, they don't teach Black history in schools, so, you
1: know. right?
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so wild, and it like makes sense to you on why why in the Black community too they. We assume that like other STDs, like uh, HIV or AIDS, is like something that was created to like test Eradicate black people. Black, yeah. yeah, get re- Yeah, that's a conspiracy. That's so wild. Yeah. Like it starts. So many things start to fall into it's place part- on yeah. why we have these thoughts, or I've I had these thoughts like growing up.
1: Right. Hello, Sorry America. to end on a bummer outrage note, but fuck the Tuskegee <laughs> experiments. Fuck the PHS. Fuck the government. Fuck the government.
2: But hey, that bro's a murder for you.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: And uh, I forgot- I remember to say the tagline at the beginning this time, so you won't have to hear it at the end. I'm proud of myself. Season three, still fucking up. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> Very on-brand for us uh but i don't have anything else to plug other than watch out for the new merch check out the social medias links below if you want to donate links below oh review us you know good or bad either way it helps out
3: let us know how we're doing
2: Yeah. if you give us a good review robert will send you a picture of his armpit yeah totally the nice nice armpit send me that gmail
3: to see his armpit i actually asked to smell his armpit Actually I asked what his armpit smelled like. Anyway,
2: so on that note <laughs> <laughs> Battle, anything you wanna plug? No. Put it in
3: Robert's so. armpit. My nose to Robert's
1: armpit? No. Uh, set up my <laughs> armpit only fans and we'll start plugging that. Hell
2: yeah. <laughs> Bruh that's the armpit. Bro, the armpit.
1: armpit.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, you know. Hope you enjoy the song and I will see you guys next time. Bye. See you, fam. Bye.
3: Friend of me, friend me. Any me, enemy. Next, I next
0: just want to be a mini me. I next, next just want to be a mini me. I just want to be a mini me. Friend of me, friend of me, enemy. Me. I just need just want to be a mini me I just need tech just want to be a mini me I just need just want to be a mini me for me for me any me I just need tech just want to be a mini me I just need tech just want to be a mini me I just need tech just want to be a mini me for me for me any me I just need tech just want to be a mini me I just need tech just want to be a mini me I just need
2: tech just want to be a mini me I'm about to go Goku. cool leave all my haters red like all nose yeah trying to get the green like it's whole foods couldn't take my style and now you show blue.
0: I just not to just wanna be a mini me. I just wanna be a mini-man.